It's time to find balance and be refreshed here on Every Heart, Every Woman. Every Heart, Every Woman. Get ready for uplifting music and inspiring interviews. Every Heart, Every Woman. Let's get motivated to move forward as we share our life experiences. Welcome to the show, everyone. My name is Carla Nivens. I am your host for the Every Heart, Every Woman radio show. Before we jump into our interview, let's set the tone with a little bit of music. This is Be Exalted. It is performed by David Lucky. Sit back and enjoy. Exalted, be exalted, 
Welcome back, everyone. My name is Carla Nivens. I am your host for the Every Heart, Every Woman radio show. I hope you enjoyed Be Exalted, performed by David Lucky. Well, our radio show is a program of Love Ministries, which is a 501c3 nonprofit organization. You can go to loveministriesbuilds.org, get all of the great information about Love Ministries. Well, we are very, very, very excited about our uh, our interview for the de- for today. We are welcoming back friend of the show, my personal friend, um, Vicki McMurray. Welcome, Vicki. Hello, it's so good to be back. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us, Vicki. And I started this radio show um, about three years ago, mm-hmm. I think. And and Vicky's gone on to bigger and brighter <laughs> and more huge things. We say more huge on the on the radio. You can say what you want, girl. <laughs> but Vicky um, is here now because now she's actually a breast cancer survivor. Woo! And yes. so, yeah, so I'm so excited to hear um, your story and your journey. You are still in the middle of mm-hmm. everything. And I know that everything that you say is going to bless and help so many. We are also welcoming for the first time, author and motivational speaker, Michelle Cole. Welcome, Michelle. Thank you very much. Thank you so much for being here. So Michelle is the author of four books and her uh, most recent books are Cancer, Meet the Cure, and then COVID-19. And we were literally marveling, Michelle, on how you had the opportunity to already write a book about COVID-19. I was like, we are not mm-hmm. out of the season, but you, the Lord has already given you a word. So um, we're so excited mm-hmm. to hear your story. You are also a cancer survivor. You survived non-Hodgkin's lymphoma. And so I I just, first of all, thank you ladies for joining us. And I know that it's a big deal to open up about um, the things that kind of happen behind doors. And, and I know that not everybody is, is capable and open to doing that. So we really do appreciate you being here and sharing your story. Michelle, let's start with you. When you were going through this journey, this is a journey, Vicky calls it the club. This is a club that she didn't want yes. to be a part of, but you know, here we are, you know, here we are. Mm-hmm. What, what, what did your journey look like when you were, when you were just in the middle of battling um, a disease like cancer? Well, for me, what helped me tremendously was focusing on God, um, the giver of life. He's the sustainer of life. And the same and the same God who breathed life into Adam, he had my life in his hands. Mm-hmm. And I focused on God, I focused on his word, and I didn't focus on my doctor's report. I focused on God's word. And that's extremely important because he's the one who can carry you through and his will is going to be done. But when we focus on God and keep the faith, you know, I lost my hair, that's cosmetic, but I didn't lose my faith in God. And that's so important. Man. And I know that when you were on your journey, like it just, it, 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 it brought about this amazing testimony that you have now, and you end up writing a book. Can you share a little bit about your testimony? Yes. Uh, Cancer meet the cure. The cure is obviously Jesus. Um, He's the healer um, because it's not the medicine. It's not the doctors. It's God who heals. 
and our faith has to be in the right place. And I know sometimes when someone is um, diagnosed with cancer, the first thing that sets in is fear, but you don't want to stay there. Um, you want to replace it with faith. And God gives us a certain amount of faith. And if we need more faith, we can just ask him, you know, he's an all-knowing God. So he knows if we're scared and it's okay to say, I'm scared. It's okay to say, Lord, help me. It's okay. Um, all of those things are okay. Um, but you don't want to stay there. You want to know that God is the life giver. Um, you don't have to have cancer to die. Um, you know, and that's another thing that helped a lot of people too. Um, our life is in God's hands. And whether you have cancer or not, um, you know, God is still the healer and he's the sustainer of life. And that's what helped me. Um, I remember my dad, when the doctor came in to my hospital room and my mother was there as well. And after he told, um, he confirmed that I had non-Hodgkin's lymphoma, my dad went into the hospital room, bathroom and cried. Uh, and I was okay with that because I understood it. Um, you know, it's okay, you know, the tears, the fear, and I might lose my daughter. I understood all that. But for me, it was God's word, staying in God's word, listening to, um, you know, the radio with, you know, songs about Jesus and um, sermons on TV. So that's so important. You definitely, and you also want to have positive people around you. You don't want someone around you looking doom and gloom and scaring you to death. You want people who are uplifting and people Absolutely. who are- and people who believe in God, that's important. If someone doesn't believe in God, you certainly don't want them around you. Um, you want to be encouraged. And I always say faith minus fear, uh, faith minus worry equals faith in God. That's my equation. That's what I what I stuck with. That's what carried me through um, God. Yeah. Faith minus fear. Yes. So which fear, man, it is so difficult for us humans to uh, step away from fear and, and get mm -hmm. out of fear. But I love that you said Jesus it is the cure and, mm -hmm. uh, you know, Jesus is the answer. So it sounds like you just immerse yourself in the word of God and promises of God. And you allowed that to be the thing that stayed on your mind, which I, which I know has to be difficult. And Vicki, you are in <laughs> your, your, I mean, you're fresh out. I'm fresh. Yes. I'm green. <laughs> <laughs> so your surgery was really just a couple of weeks ago. Yes. I had a double mastectomy three weeks ago. I was diagnosed June 24th with invasive lobular carcinoma, which is not the most popular breast cancer. It actually has the least amount of research. And, uh, and then I had surgery on August 11th. So I'm three, about a little three weeks out, three or so mm -hmm. weeks out of having a double mastectomy, took all the genetic testing. I don't have any genetics that would suggest I would have cancer of any kind. So it's just luck of the draw. But, uh, but yes, yeah, so I, this is, you know, very, uh, I mean, it all started in February with, thank goodness, my mammogram that the radiologist found something. Now, my radiologist did go, oh, I found something, which is really not what they're supposed to do. Right. <laughs> I think she was so surprised in my mammogram that she found it, but I'm grateful. Right. And then my, um, my uh, gynecologist, they did a biopsy and it, became, it came back negative for cancer, but my gynecologist said, nope, that still doesn't look right. So she sent me to a breast surgeon, which thank goodness she did. And the breast surgeon said, yes, that in a cell, 
when they biopsy it, just because they biopsy the top of the cell doesn't mean the bottom of that atypical cell doesn't have cancer. So that's when we went in and I did a lumpectomy June. I don't remember what date that was, but I knew June, I guess it was the 14th. And then the 24th, I was diagnosed with cancer. So stage one, big blessing from God. Um, Very hard for this particular cancer to be seen in a mammogram. It's typically found at stage three or four when your breast becomes very dense uh, and there are other signs. And then uh, so big, God's hand, 110% totally in this, being able to be seen so quickly. Mm -hmm. Um, And then uh, I don't know how much more you want me to talk about it right now, but I mean, you know, I have for me what Michelle was just saying, um, the very first thing I thought of when I was diagnosed, well, I was scared, but uh, this needs to, I need to figure out a way for this to be for his glory because I was telling somebody about that recently, actually, who is a believer, but just looked at me like, how can cancer be to his glory? Mm-hmm. And I said, our conversation right now, it's giving you, you know, something to think about a person who might not have had a mammogram that knows they need to go have a mammogram. Maybe it's a relationship that can be restored because of my cancer. Maybe, I mean, there are a billion ways that, um, and so I, Carla knows I have a private Facebook group. I'm a people person. And with COVID-19, I can't have my people around me. Mm-hmm. And so I, um, I share in there and I, I'm doing several Bible studies. There's several of them actually I'm doing right now that are helping me stay in the word. And my mantra is faith over fear. I have a bracelet someone recently gave me that has that on there. And, um, but even just recently, Carla knows I posted the other day that I was scared and that I was really frustrated with my humanness. Because it, this is all God's, God's hand. It, it's his decision how this is going to get played out, not mine. I'm going to do all the things that I need to do. I'm going to do, except I overdid it yesterday a little bit, but I'm going to do everything <laughs> that my doctors tell me to do. I'm going to take the medicines I'm supposed to met, take, but it's, it's his ultimate. I mean, he knows how all this is going to play out and I got to trust mm. it. And I don't always do well doing that. There are days I'm just more human and less and more fear than I am faith. And that's something I, it's my walk that has really been interesting mm-hmm. to, to, um, to see that come out. Just that sheer, that's Satan, definitely spiritual attack for sure. Mm-hmm. But just trying to stay in the word, surround yourself with love and support, huge piece of it for me. Mm-hmm. So. so ladies, both of you all seem to, and Vicki, this is fresh. You are still taking the steps right now today. Michelle, this has been several years ago, over 10 years ago. Um, for you, it just sounds like that both of you all are saying that you want to hear from the Lord and you're not giving an overly, I don't know, doom and gloom report here. And which may confuse people, you know, it make it, you know, people are probably perplexed, like literally we're talking about cancer. And so you're saying, give God glory. And you're saying, stay in the scripture. You know, what things have you learned in this season about yourself and about, um, about the Lord? Michelle, let's ask you that first. Well, if we know who God is, then that makes everything else fall into place. Um, he's the creator of the world. Um, he's the creator of all mankind. For me, it was 23 years ago. 
Um, so I have a great testimony, but knowing who God is, that's key. Um, it's not about, I mean, I can't, I'm breathing now because of God. Um, so knowing who God is, is extremely important. Um, having the right oncologist is important. You're not just treating a disease, you're treating the patient. And it's important to have the right oncologist. And if you don't, it's, it's okay to change doctors. I mean, this really is all about you. So you want someone going to treat you, not just the disease, because you you can't separate the two. So focusing on who God is is important. And my cancer group, Never Bring Fear to a Cancer Fight on Facebook, I'm always posting um, inspira- you know, inspiring um, scriptures to encourage others, because that's what it's about. God healed me, so he didn't want me to be quiet about it. He wanted me to share my testimony and help others. But the key to faith and removing fear is focus. What are you focused on? Because it's like Peter, when he was focused on Jesus, as long as he was focused on Jesus, he did just fine. But like Peter, sometimes we take our eyes off of Jesus and then we begin to sink. So we just have to, when fear creeps in, we just have to focus, refocus. Mm -hmm. You know, absolutely. Both of you all have said, you know, have already said that, Facebook and surrounding yourself with people um, has been something that is that has helped you. And Facebook, sometimes, you know, people are normally using Facebook to post, you know, unflattering things and maybe fighting back and forth and <laughs> doing things that make Christians look weird. But yep. both of you all, you know, made the decision to use it to um, help others and to mm-hmm. surround yourself with uh, a community. Vicki, uh, talk, talk to us more about that. Like, how has okay. that helped? Like, what, what has that brought to you? Well, uh, you know, I'm a people person, like I said earlier, and you know that, Carla, I love to be around people, and I can't do that with COVID, and I especially can't do it right now with my own health because I, my immunity, I'm sure, mm-hmm. is is definitely compromised having surgery three weeks ago and just knowing, you know, they can't, I mean, I, I am a breast cancer survivor. It's out of my, they feel it's out of my breast, but you can't ever say I'm totally a survivor because there's definitely possibly cancer in my body. So I'm trying to wrap my head around it because you asked me before the show started, can't you, you can say you're a survivor. Yes, I am a survivor. I am surviving Mm -hmm. in all of this. It's just so new still. But the Facebook group for me is a platform. um, One, I didn't want to just put it on my Facebook page because not everybody wants to know or hear all about it all the time. And some of this is going to be pretty private and personal to me. And um, I only wanted to surround myself with people that I know, you know, not that everybody I'm friends with who's listening that's on my Facebook page doesn't mean that you don't love me. But I have personal relationships. There are 75 people in that group and they are people I personally have a relationship with and they know me. And I I believe 110 percent when they say they're going to pray for me, which I believe so much in the power of prayer. And I want those prayers and I want prayer warriors out there. I'm trying to be a cancer warrior for them. And I need them to be my prayer warrior along with me. And, um, I want to educate. And so actually one person that's in that group recently had a bad mammogram and, Mm -hmm. um, 
she and I have been on the phone to yesterday. She called me and said, I've got some questions for you. I've been able to walk alongside her and help her um, understand, just like you said, Michelle, you have to shop your doctors. Yes. You have to advocate for yourself. I feel like I have a kindergarten web MD, you know, degree because mm -hmm. I've had to learn all about hormone blockers and um, genetic testing and, you know, what is, um, ER, ER positive, negative, her negative, her two negative, her two positive, all these little um, chemical and, and medical terms I've had to learn very quickly. And, uh, and I've learned, I've made mistakes in this journey. And I've also, you know, gained so much from this journey. I feel very blessed with the doctors in my life right now. But uh, I've been able to walk alongside somebody. I've had people tell me, I know I need to get a mammogram, Vicki, I'm going to do it. Mm -hmm. And, um, and so it's just helped me. I didn't act like I said, like you said in the intro, it's a club I didn't ask to be in. It's one I never thought I would be in. Mm -hmm. It's one that I don't want to be the president of, but in my own, um, experience, I've got to be the president of my breast cancer club. And if I can help other people and, um, and those people in that group are helping me, they're blessing me because as you know, Carla, I'm pretty much a glass is half full. I usually have a very positive attitude about life. What I've learned, what you had asked earlier is that I don't control this destiny at all. I control how I, I control every morning when I wake up, am I going to keep my eyes on Jesus and be positive about I'm alive. I am breathing. I'm going to take this medicine that I didn't want to take, but it is going to have side effects, but I can choose how to deal with all of that with his help and guidance and the people alongside me that are, are praying and cheering me on. And so I have been so blessed with so many people um, just uh, rallying around me and reminding me that it, it's a journey that I don't have to be on by myself. Mm -hmm. And so that's, that's the biggest piece for me. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. People, people's love and support and prayers you know, can really do so much. I personally love when people send me their prayer requests. I think it's a matter of them trusting me, trusting mm -hmm. that I won't Absolutely. just say I'm going to pray and forget, you know, they yes. actually trust me to take the steps to worship, get into the presence of the Lord and then bring yes. them up, you know, and, and before, before the throne of God. And, and so I, I love it when people mm -hmm. ask, ask me to pray. Um, That's Michelle, why you're in that group. Yeah, I, yeah, I am in that group and I am praying. So Michelle, let me ask you this because, you know, with this, there are ups and downs and, and even with COVID, if we are talking about now and how everything is topsy turvy, um, there are ups and downs. What, what do you do when you aren't feeling, um, positive? What do you do when you're feeling a little down? For me, it's uh, certainly going back to staying in God's word, um, listening to gospel music, um, sermons, because if you're feeling down, then it's certainly God understands that. I mean, he made us. He understands we're human. It's the flesh. Mm -hmm. um, really um, helps me a great deal. It really helps to uplift me. And I also want to add that when you're diagnosed with cancer, the person who is the most important, the most the most important human being is you. You must be passionate about you know finding out, researching your cancer. No one should be as passionate um, you know as you are. So you have to take a role. You have to take the reins uh, as a human being. For me, 
I was blessed with my beautiful and beloved mother, uh, Lily Cole, who passed away and I'm still going through. It's been very difficult for me, but she was there every step of the way. Um, but no one needs to be as passionate. Um, you are your best advocate. Agreed, 100%. You absolutely have to advocate for yourself and speak up and don't be afraid. I would ask my oncologist or my breast surgeon or the plastic surgeon and say, you know, can you give me a kindergarten version? Help me very concretely understand what are the next steps? Why are we taking this medicine? Why am I doing this particular surgery? You absolutely. Why did I get this particular cancer? Let's talk about, you know, I've had to learn very quickly all of those things, but uh, asking questions and being fearless and advocating for yourself is primary, in my opinion, to walking this journey for sure. I agree with you, Michelle. Because you, you know, your body you know, you know, your body the best, like you've been living in, um, in, in this space for, you know, as many years as you, as you've been alive. So I think that, that that's probably one thing that people don't think of, but it also makes sense as you both have shared that, um, that you should be the one, uh, researching and looking up stuff and understanding things so that, you can understand how to be on this road to, to health. That's what the Lord would want. So ladies, it's time to take a break. Uh, let's take a break and we will be back in just a minute. Every Heart, Every Woman, the show where women find balance, peace, and inspiration. Now let's get back to the show with your host, Carla Nivens. Welcome back, everyone. My name is Carla Nivens. I am your host for the Every Heart, Every Woman radio show. We are having a very candid conversation with a friend of the show, my friend, Vicki McMurray. Vicki is a breast cancer survivor, and I'm so uh, thankful, Vicki, because you are still right now walking mm -hmm. the steps out to, um, to healing and, and to wholeness. And so I appreciate you being open enough to share your experiences with us. And we're also talking with Michelle Cole. Michelle is an author and a motivational speaker and has four books um, currently now on Amazon. One of them, Cancer Meet the Cure, and uh, another one that is COVID-19. And so, um, Michelle, thank you so much for being here uh, as well. Ladies, I want to talk about a subject that's often taboo, which is uh, mental health. A lot of times we just do not want to share um, the realness of, of life. And so Vicki, let's start with you. Um, what has your, what, what has this done, you know, to your state um, of, of being healthy mentally and what do you do to combat any ups and downs? That's a great question. Well, first of all, it has to be handed over to, to God. I mean, I start to have a negative thought. I allow myself to have, like, I allow myself to have my feelings. I think that's the biggest piece. And we were saying off the air before we hop back on that um, I was telling everybody, my husband, Tim, would just one night just sat there with a couple of boxes of Kleenex and just handed me Kleenexes while I cried and cried and cried and cried and cried. And then it seemed like for a week or two, I would just cry at the drop of a hat about anything. Um, 
I was mad. I was sad. I was overwhelmed. I was scared. And, uh, and, but I was still walking alongside with Jesus through all of this, Mm -hmm. but I'm human 100%. Right. And I'm a, you know, those that know me know I'm really emotional. So I just let it all out. And so, um, and I continue to, the tears aren't as much uh, anymore because, um, it's my reality. It's something I wake up to every day. I'm okay with it. I'm ready to tackle cancer and kick its butt and take names. But, um, what I, some of the things I haven't been going to counseling, I have, and I advocate for counseling 110%. I have gone over the years, the majority of my life. I'm not currently in counseling, but for me right now, what's helping since I'm recovering from a double mastectomy and I'm not supposed to do too much. Um, we have a treadmill at home and I plop my iPad on it and I have been watching comedians. So I love Jim Gaffigan. I've been watching him. Um, I love comedians in cars getting coffee with, uh, with Jerry Seinfeld. I mean, there's a million of them I'm watching. And so I will watch that. My husband will walk by cause he's working from home quite a bit with obviously with COVID and he'll walk by and go, you were just cackling in there. And I'm, I am, and it feels great. Right. And it, it lifts me and it takes my mind off of it. Um, and it just feels good to laugh and just release those endorphins. And so, uh, at night when Tim and I round back up and we're sitting in our den and he's like, what do you want to watch? And he looks and he goes, it needs to be funny. Doesn't it? And I said, yes, I just want light. I don't need something heavy. Uh, and, um, I'm reading a few books, uh, and doing my Bible studies. And so, um, that's giving me motivation and that's helping lift me as well. Uh, that, that don't have anything to do with breast cancer, but just all about my walk with him and, and getting me through this and then watching things that make me laugh are really, I mean, that's not heavy duty or pretty scientific. It's just what works for me right now. Mm-hmm. is just trying to find joy and really focusing on joy. And, and, you know, it's not just that I'm alive and I hopefully eradicated this breast cancer with my double mastectomy and my medicine. I want to have joy mm-hmm. and I don't want to, you know, be so heavy about everything. So that that's, what's working for me right now. Yeah, that's good. I mean, that's really scripture. I mean, that's, you know, literally mm-hmm. what the Lord tells us to do that. Yes. You know, um, laughter is very, um, is an excellent source of medicine and it's free. And so if we can yes. get those, yes, get those, get to those outlets that um, allow us just to get those emotions out, even laughter, yes. you know, get those yes. emotions out, you know, that, that will help um, to lift our spirits. Michelle, let's, let's ask you, what, what have you done to take care of your mental health? Certainly, yeah, it goes back to, um, you know, staying positive, staying encouraged, and certainly the Bible is the book to go to with all things life. Um, And the mental health, your brain, um, your mind is captain of the body. So whatever your thoughts are, it's going to permeate throughout your body. So that's why positive thoughts, and when you see people who are positive, um, the results are often better. Um, But certainly, we all feel down, you know, you'll get down. Uh, God understands that we're human. And if you want to cry, I'll tell anyone, cry. You know, holding something in is not going to help you. Nor does crying mean that you're weak. It just means you're human, <laughs> okay? Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, God understands that. Um, again, you can cry, you can be scared. Um, I've known people, uh, you know, they're angry when they're diagnosed. 
all of these things God understands and we can't hide anything from him. So, you know, it's, we're not going to do ourselves any favor by saying, oh, I'm not scared. If you're scared, it's okay to say I'm scared. It's okay to say I'm angry. It's okay, um, you know, to cry. Um, like Vicki was saying, you know, some people cry a lot. Um, but what's in you, what's inside, and what can carry you through is to stay focused. It's not enough just to read Absolutely. the Bible. We have to stay in God's word. Um, because, again, if not, our focus will, you know, like Peter, um, take your eyes off Jesus and we're going to, you know, we're going to start to sink. And that's not what we want. So, again, you need to be your own advocate. You certainly need to surround yourself with positive people and you need to stay focused. Um, and that's the key to faith. And what you're focused on, if you're focused on the cancer, of course, you're going to be scared. <laughs> you're going to stay scared. But it's like, I'm scared, Lord, please help me. Please give me faith. I know that you can do all things. And God you know, tells us throughout the Bible, I'm the Lord, I change not. So in other words, if I healed, uh, you know, Back in the day, I'm still the healer. I'm still the life giver. Your life is still in my hands. Cancer is not bigger than me. And oftentimes when we focus on the cancer, that is the message that we're saying. Cancer is bigger than God. There is nothing that's bigger than God. You know, if when I was diagnosed with cancer 23 years ago, it didn't take God by surprise. He already knew it. You know, he knows every single moment and day of our lives and what's going to happen. So he already knew um, at the age of 27, she's going to get cancer. I'm going to allow that, but I'm going to heal her. Um, I didn't know if God was going to heal me, but I knew that he could. And that's what I held on to. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I I appreciate both of you all's responses because I, I feel like that just applies through life. No, yeah. even if you're not going through anything difficult, just the regular ups and downs that life brings to every single one of us, mental health and the state of our mental health needs to always be um, on our minds, you know, um, keeping in the word so that we can combat, you know, some of those, some of those lows that come in our lives. Michelle, let me ask you this because you said, I believe you said earlier that when you were going through this journey, your hair, um, your hair came out and, and we're looking I, I can see, I know we're on the radio, but I can see you um, as we're talking. I'm looking at you 23 years later and I see no remnants of that. But while you were going through, I think I know the answer that both of you all are going to give, but I'm going to ask it anyway. And while you were going through, did you allow anyone to see the real effects of the journey or did you try to shield um, family or friends from seeing, you know, just the real effects that it takes on your body? Well, my mother, who I called mommy, um, when my hair did come out, uh, my mother and I went shopping for wigs. Mm -hmm. um, and for our females, especially, it may not matter to males, but to females, you know, we love our hair, at least most, you know, most of us do. And I was no different. I loved hair and I'd always had long hair. But for me and my message to anyone out there, um, hair is cosmetic. Please don't focus on that. You know, I'd rather keep my life and lose my hair than vice versa. And that's, you know, so when I did um, lose my hair, mommy um, came and we went shopping for wigs. And for me, um, in private, um, as well as when people saw me, oftentimes I was making them laugh and lifting them up. And, the pro and in the process, I'm, I was also lifting up myself. 
But um, that's just really important um, to share the story. Um, and even though I'm a, you know, a private person, this was not something that God healed me to do, to keep quiet about. Um, this was something that I was to share with others to help people. That's why I wrote the book, Cancer Meet the Cure. That's why I started Never Bring Fear to a Cancer Fight. Um, because strangers, they're, uh, it's about a group of about 1,200 people so far. And some I know, some I don't know, but I just want people to know that, you know, God is able. You know, I'm, I'm not talking about something that I didn't go through. I've been where you are. Mm -hmm. And this got me through it. And, you know, I pray and hope that, you know, it can help get you through it as well. Mm -hmm. That's That's beautiful. I'm going to join your Facebook group. I know. Oh, great. Thank you. (laughs) When we get off of this, I want to join it. I absolutely, I believe in community with this for sure. Well, great. And community for life, you know. Yes, yes, absolutely. Yes. So Vicki, same question for you. Have you allowed your um, close friends or family to see the real effects of this journey? Oh, yes. Uh, And you know that about me. Um, I'm open to, I'm very transparent and uh, I'm not very private. I'm kind of all out there. Uh, For me, that works well. Um, And so, as soon as I got my diagnosis, you know, I called both my daughters, obviously my husband first. He couldn't actually be at that appointment. Actually, it's been interesting with COVID. He can't come to anything. So, uh, but the plastic surgeon, he's been able to um, come to a few of those appointments. But anyway, it's been interesting with COVID going through this. Um, and my parents are gone. They're both passed. So I, I don't have my mom or my dad to, to be there for me like you did, Michelle, which obviously was a huge blessing. But um uh, it, it, uh, I'll tell anybody anything they want to know about it. In fact, um, anybody that wants to see my scars from my double mastectomy, I show them. So I have oh. several women. Yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. Carla, if you come over. And now, um, so, <laughs> and I, it's because I feel like that's, uh, I have, so there's somebody that is close to us in where we live and she's young. She's not even 30 yet. And she was over, she and her husband came over to bring a gift not too long ago. We were staying six feet apart, but she said, can I see your scar? Can I see your double mastectomy? I said, absolutely. She was so inquisitive. She had great questions. It doesn't feel like it's me anymore anyway there. So I was fine, you know, showing her and talking to her about it. To me, again, this is for his glory. If I can help her and make her aware of the importance of having a mammogram and doing a self-exam and in my case, wouldn't have mattered, but at least it's having the conversation and educating and encouraging. And also, this is not taboo. Having cancer can happen to any of us. In fact, most of us probably do already have cancer cells in our body. It's whether or not they decide to light up or not. Mine decided to light up. Michelle's decided to light up earlier than me. But uh, if I can share with somebody about it and show them, I'm fine with it. Um, I'm not going to show a man, but you know what I'm saying. So mm-hmm. I've been thrilled to be able to, to talk to people and tell them as much as I can about it. And especially my family. And I've been very real with everyone. Um, again, you know, that from my little Facebook group, I, I wrote a pretty vulnerable post not too long ago, just saying how much I was angry and mad and I didn't want to take my hormone blocker. And I was kind of being a baby about it. Very human, not having 
faith over fear, having fear over faith in that moment, but I needed to say it mm-hmm. and I needed to throw it out there. Um, and I was fine and I'm fine, but I have those moments and they're real and I, I'm okay sharing those. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I asked that question really for a reason, because I would love for our listeners to know the power that is gained when people, when we, the body of Christ, are willing for others to see the realness of our journey. Sure. Someone else mm-hmm. gets a little bit more strength. Someone else sees the Lord in a different way, sees the Lord as powerful and mighty for them. You know, someone else, uh, their, their journey is made even more straight when you can share you know, and, and, and be open and saying that, you know, I, I don't love that I'm in this club, but if I can help you, I'm going to share everything that I possibly can, you know, with you to help and bless your life and, and to bring glory to God. Um, Michelle, let me ask you this, your prayer life, has this had any impact at all? Again, this is another question. I think I know the answer to has this had any impact on your prayer life? Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, something like this, where, like I said, it's another thing um, to say, you know, you get cancer, but until something hits you, then you don't know how you're going to react. You know, it's a lot of people, oh, if I get this, I'm going to do this. You don't really know what you're going to do unless it happens to you. And God healing me 23 years ago, um, you know, it's just a blessing. It's something he didn't have to do. Um, he didn't have to heal me. So absolutely. Um, and I, I'm thankful to him. I'm just as thankful today as I was 23 years ago. So that is definitely something uh, that's, you know, enhanced my prayer life. And prayer, praying is important. I pray everywhere, whether I'm driving in my car, walking. Something about God being all-knowing, you don't have to pray out loud. <laughs> you know, he knows your thoughts are far off. So um, you know, if you're going into your doctor's appointment or taking your chemotherapy treatments, you can talk to God, you know, um, so it's just, you know, for me, praying is everywhere, you know, at home, I'm usually, when I pray at night and in the morning, you know, usually I'm in, on my knees, but you can talk to God anywhere. And that's, that's the great thing about it. That's mm-hmm. the about it. And giving God the honor and the glory and the praise, it's not Michelle told herself, I don't have that power. <laughs> if I had that, I wouldn't have never had cancer. The one who has the power, all powerful, that's the one who I look to. And that's the one who took me through it. Amen. Amen. How about you, Vicki? What, what has this done to your prayer life? Well, I was already a prayer to begin with. And we have big talks, big talks. Mm-hmm. And uh, definitely, um, has helped me, uh, actually of all things, I am probably thanking him more and, and my gratitude has blown up more maybe now because of this, which seems like an odd thing to say, well, Vicki, you've got cancer. Thank God I have cancer because, um, I think again, I told you when I first got diagnosed, I was like, all right, this is going to be to your glory, God. We're going to walk through this together, whether I live or not. This is your decision, but I'm going to do this uh, to your glory. And so I, I think about all the layers of that with prayer and really focusing on gratitude. Thank you for another day. Thank you for the medicine that I don't want to be on, but I know it can possibly save me. Thank you for. 
Um, my marriage, I, I would say it's amplified. Um, our, we're already close, but even closer because I'm having to rely on him so much. And he worries about my health and I, my relationships with my children. And, you know, I, I, um, I talk to him everywhere. I can't really get on my knees right now because I can't get up very easily. I can't use right. my arms. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I told somebody the other day I would pray for him and I'd be laying on the ground if I could, but I can't right now. But, <laughs> you know, um, he knows that. But I am all, I would say most days, especially when I'm by myself at home, I'm in prayer constantly. Mm-hmm. Just talking to him, whether it's a scripture I'm reading, a song that I'm listening to, worship music's huge for me. A sermon I'm listening to, but we are talking to each other all day long. And um, my focus is is that of gratitude. Uh, there are things I'm learning about myself in this journey, and I'm grateful for it. It's not fun all the time, but I am so grateful for all of this. I really am. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's amazing to say that, but that that is kind of I think where the Lord leads us. Mm-hmm. you know, on, on our journey in life. When we really think back and think about everything that we've walked through, we get to the point of saying, Lord, I thank you. I yes. thank you for my life. I thank you for covering me. I thank you mm-hmm. for healing me. And I thank you for making, uh, helping to make my life in an example, you know, for, for someone else. Uh, Michelle, let me ask you this, because I know that you wrote your book about COVID-19 is there any message, you know, right now that you would like to give um, to our listeners about this season? Yes, I think that um, without a doubt, it's what happened when we reject God. Um, and again, the Bible, the Bible is God's word and his word doesn't expire. Um, every time that God brought about a plague in the Bible, it was because of sin. So we don't want God in our schools. We don't want him in our homes. We don't want him anywhere on our jobs. How can you not have the life giver? Um, you know, people jump up, oh, I'm going to work. If God wouldn't have let, you know, God is the one who woke you up in order to go to work. Um, if you're blessed financially, health-wise, he's the reason. He's behind that. So um, the Bible, you know, it speaks loud and clear. You know, God's word doesn't expire Um and COVID-19 is the result of what happens when we reject God, when the world rejects God. And scripture backs that up as well. And I have the scriptures, you know, when I say something in my book, I back it up with scripture. I'm not just talking, you know, I'm backing up with God's word. And his word is true because he is true. And, this is, and it's something that, I mean, um, COVID-19, you know, the plagues that were brought upon Israel, um, you know, God is God. Mm-hmm. And, and, he's, and a, he's a jealous God as well. I, I, in, in, in the Bible, I think, um, you know, when we go through seasons of, um, seasons of unrest like this, um, we should use this time. I believe this is, this is the message I'm getting from you. We should use this time to focus on the Lord. Absolutely. And, focus on him as the source of our life and, and focus on who he really is and what is he saying for our lives and look at every area of our life and, and say, and, and this is kind of what we should do in our, in our quiet time in the morning anyway, but Mm -hmm. during this time, we may even have more time, you know, for, 
for quiet time, or we may even be able to add some more time into our day. Um, saying, Lord, look at my heart. Yes. And, and look at my life and look at my priorities. And what would you want me to change? How would you want me to represent you um, to, to the world? And, and then when we get back to whatever normal is going to be, um, you know, we can go back healthy and we can go back, you know, really saying, I am a follower of Jesus Christ. And I know the message that he's put inside of Mm -hmm. me. And I know what, um, I, I know what the Lord would have me to share, um, with you. And, and that really takes us back to the journey, um, Michelle Mm -hmm. and Vicki that you all have been through that, why go through something that has shaken your life if you're not going to uh, to use it to bless someone else? If you're exactly. not going to say, listen, you know, I have cried out my eyes to the Lord, literally cried and prayed to him. And he has heard my cry and he has walked with me through this journey and he has sent me the medical professionals mm-hmm. that I needed and he has um, healed and is still walking with me um, today. Like this, this is what the Lord would, would have us to do. So um, Vicki and Michelle, I am so thankful for you all and so thankful for you sharing your hearts with us and so thankful that you that you would even have the mind and the heart um, to be open to, to sharing this journey. And I also just want to, um, to bless both of you all. I just also want to say, you know, that you all are beautiful women of the Lord and um, I, I pray for your journey moving forward, that there would be even more books, you know, to, to come out, more avenues to bless people. Everyone, our radio show is a program of Love Ministries. You can go to loveministriesbuilds.org for all of the great information about Love Ministries or go to carlanivens.com. Everyone, we will see you back here next week. Mm-hmm.